position here. Okay. If you guys are listening, this is a uh, one degree separation. It's been a minute. Um, got no excuses, honestly. I've been working <laughs> hella much, but I can't. I can and should make time. So making time today. I'm here with my good friend Leslie. Hey. <laughs> I hope you can hear her. She's kind of quiet. There's yeah, a Doritos truck hi. next to us. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we should just get started, honestly. Like, no explanation needed of what I've been doing. It's been working. So, yeah, let's get to know Leslie. So, who are you? Who am I? In a deep way and a not deep way. <laughs> In a not deep way? Well, who are you? Who, who are you? What do you do? Who am I? My name is Leslie Colon. I'm a creative individual. I'm a spiritual person as well. I'm, I'm a person who wants to follow her dreams. And I've been doing this for a while, so it's something that I'll do what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very free person, love to live my life freely. Try not to have too many restraints in my life. I don't know. That's in like a simple way to say it, I guess. <laughs> so you're a creative, spiritual, free spirit. Free spirited person. Oh, okay. And like I ask everybody, how did we meet? I, I was thinking about it. Ooh, how did we meet? I'm pretty sure it was through Alyssa, probably. I think I was. I remember one time when I did see you, but I didn't really know you. I just got in my owl tattoo. And I was with Alyssa uh, Young Hickory. I don't know when this was. And it was I think like someone's birthday or something. And was it your birthday? I think it was my birthday. It was your birthday. And Trison was there. I don't know what we were waiting for, but then you showed up with like Lou and I think probably Paul and other people. Yeah. And it was like a simple, hey, how are you? Not thinking much of it. And we were chilling for a second. You you knew Alyssa more and you guys seemed to be chilling and I was just hanging out waiting for I think I was waiting for someone. Uh. And yeah, I think that that was just like an intro, and uh, I kept seeing you around. I don't remember. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, so our our friendship is is a very in real life friendship then. Yeah, in a lot real of life. a lot of my friendships are very internet and then turn real life. It was in real life because right afterwards, I think I added you because Alyssa told me, "Oh yeah, this is Instagram," and then yeah. you added me back, and that's just kind of how uh. we kept running into each other. Yeah, I think that's how it was. It was very nonchalant. Nonchalant. <laughs> I didn't know anything about you. I think I heard your podcast with Alyssa, so I already uh, kind of knew who you were. But I don't know. It just kind of happened. I like I like nonchalant encounters. I think I think it it takes away the whole internet part of people meeting you know like like that kind of weird weird stares first and shit you know and then like oh i already know a bunch of shit about you type of shit you know (laughs) yeah like sometimes like when i meet people i don't have anything to talk about because then they already know like what i did yesterday and what i did like a couple years ago and shit i don't know yeah weirds me out but okay i mean after we met i got to know you more and found out you are really spiritual in your own sense in a weird way well, not even in a weird way but 
in a unique way, you know, because you're very passionate about your sense of spirituality. Can you speak more to that? Like, what exactly that is? Like, well, for a while, it wasn't really. Oh, I'm very spiritual. I just liked to look into things more. Yeah. Uh, like astrology has been something that's huge in my life. I I just like it. I study it in my spare time. I love knowing where the energies are going. If you know astrology, if you know everything's energy, and then that influences our souls. The energies around the earth influences us yeah. as humans. It can be positive, it can be negative, depending what yeah. it is. So I love looking into that. And my friends, I don't know, I think just certain people started asking me more about it. They got more intrigued. So that's got me more motivated to like get into it. And I'm always, I grew up in a very, I guess, spiritual background. My parents are Christians. My mom's very, very, very deep into her faith. So I've always was, was around people that are love looking into their their spirituality their faith whatever they like they dabble into so for me i was already that was known for me i grew up very very in a very sheltered christian environment so straying away from it was new to me straying away from like non-religion spirituality like organized religion yeah it was weird for me but like getting into astrology seemed so natural because it was kind of part of that like learning about how the world works how our universe pretty much works how we work um but i slowly started to realize that it was more than just astrology i am very sensitive to people's energies i'm very sensitive to certain things i have weird I have lucid dreams all the time I, my dreams I have weird dreams and then they end up happening since I was a kid that was something and that was so normal for me but now I notice that that's not normal like nobody nobody dreams <laughs> like that Leslie <laughs> and you know I started dabbling into other things because I kept meeting people that were that they were kind of like <laughs> they were like um like my teachers in a sense they told me that you are gifted leslie you should dabble more into metaphysics so that's how i got more into it and i noticed that whenever someone would reach out to me to help them with a problem and we would look into their astrology or dabble into more like i do angel card readings when i got into that and that would help people with and with whatever they needed they would get an answer and they they whatever i would tell them I guess it would happen mm. and they 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 were like oh my god let's say like i'm paying someone over here to do a reading for me and you're over here telling me something that did happen and that for me was like whoa like i didn't know i can do that but i i love it i love when people come to me uh. I, I mean if i can help someone i think it's beautiful that's what's up <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> Yeah, the, there's a Dorito delivery guy. Coming <laughs> in uh, yeah, I mean, you said that spirituality, astrology, and all that influ- influences you in a lot of ways. How does that influence your creativity? Because you're I, a photographer and creative. Yeah. And it's, keep, it's kept me sane because 
I know my own astrology and it talks about that I am a creative individual that it's it's it tells there that I do have a talent for this like it says it right there even if I don't believe it on myself like it says right there I have a, a talent to be good at it yeah. and that so seeing that it helps me like understand myself better yeah. and I can also understand why if I'm having a difficult month if I'm having a difficult week day I astrology can tell me why in a yeah. weird way some people might take that wrong like why are you looking into that for your problems I guess uh-huh. but I can't understand how I do it it's, it's something that's not like it's not like someone can look at it and say that you ha- you're like that's like an addiction or something I don't know but I don't see it that way it's more like a sort of guidance to my path like I can see where I'm at as a photographer and where I need to go and astrology helps me see that everything's gonna be okay that I am at the right path so so you see it as almost something that um, guides you rather than dictates things you know because I don't know if people joke around but I think a lot of people treat it as like almost like whatever they read like their horoscope or the readings or whatever like they take it as like law or whatever you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. No. but my interpretation or like the way I approach that because in a sense like I do believe or to an extent I do believe in things like that and but to the point where it just kind of informs my decisions or guides me yeah but it's not like an end all be yeah, all type like, of thing yeah that's literally what it is. I'm yeah. not like, what does this say? If can I do this decision because astrology told me I should do it? No, it's more like a it influence. Something to take into consideration. Yeah, I guess is this the right choice for me? Yes, whatever I do, and I just look into the perspective of me as an individual with my astrology and try to figure out what my next step is. If with my career, for example, and where I'm going. I, I can't explain. It's more about the energy. It's more not really about like my horoscope or, or where the planets are at and what sign, what zodiac sign is in that planet, and how is that energy influencing me? It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's weird. Because <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, each sign has its own personality, and like there's all that things about the houses and controlling different parts of your life type of thing but yeah it's uh, it's something I've definitely I looked into a lot just because I don't believe there's like coincidences no there's no such thing as coincidences so if if I apply that to everything then there shouldn't be a coincidence to why things happen the way they happen when I was like (laughs) born and I don't know like I said I just use it to guide me not yeah it's a guiding not it's not like I guess a religion form for me. It's a guidance. It helps me see things better. Clarity. Yeah, a lot of people think you can already know like so much about a person before actually getting to know them. Like if you just you know their sign. Yeah, like their their <laughs> their astrology. Yeah. And Scorpio season. You know. What yeah, I'm saying? Scorpio right season, now, dude. Just started yesterday, right? So. <laughs> it's a good year for Scorpios. Good. <laughs> What is it? Good 11 months for Scorpios. What, starting yesterday? No, it started October 10th. 
because Jupiter. So that's like till next September, right? Something yeah, like next October. Jupiter enters Scorpio. That's a what does that mean? Influence. What does that mean? Jupiter is a planet of expansion, optimism, um, make everything bigger, but wants to make things better, um, joy, also philosophy, and putting whatever signs in there, it makes that sign bigger and better. Mm. And so Scorpio, suns in Scorpio, risings in Scorpio, moons in Scorpio, um, Jupiter is in their sign. So Jupiter wants to make things better. So that's the thing that's going to be affected is the expansion you know growth so that for example you whatever you've been putting your heart into in your work jupiter wants to make that better for you like here you go son (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and then of course jupiter can also be a negative um influence let's say you have an addiction Mm. um it can make it bigger but only it will make it bigger only for you to realize it's a problem um but of course you need to go through the trial of how difficult it is before you realize that you need to stop. So things like that, it could it can be negative, but in the long run, it's a good thing. I mean, with the with the negative connotation of it, I've just been accepting a lot of things that I've been conflicted with is just like part of the process, you know. Like a lot of things change with perspective, yeah. and yeah, I mean, the past couple months or the past month or two, I've just been very uh, introspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, like looking that within. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, are, yeah. <laughs> I like they just keep it to myself and working like I almost I think I got from sometimes like being antisocial not being around people to being totally fine and enjoying my own company like solitude not not isolation yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. I think there's like a clear difference but um, okay back back to spirituality why do you think so many people are kind of gravitating towards it now do you towards think that? It's, Do you think there's like some sort of like awakening type of type There is of an awakening or, or and I think um, the no I mean I could go deep into those. I don't know if it make any sense to anybody. The nodes, the north nodes are currently in Leo and Aquarius. They move there. We are in October. They move there in June because now the eclipses in Leo's and Aquarius are happening. Before that, it was in Virgo and Pisces. Um, and during that time, it was when astrology, Pisces is all about the, the, the psyche, the psyche world, yeah, yeah. The, the third eye, yeah. what you can't see, but it's there, and the dreamy world. Virgo is the realistic side, your body, uh, physical things. Before it was in the Aquarius, it was in Virgo Pisces, and that's when, and the eclipses for Virgo Pisces were happening, that's when it woke up. Like the world, in a sense, woke up that this does exist. But now that it's moving forward to a new sign, it's already awakening. And then now Jupiter enters Scorpio, and Scorpio is a very dark sign. Yeah. It likes the underworld, it likes the yeah. unknown, the mysteries yeah. that you don't know, the secrets. And astrology and all these spiritual things are that as well. They're secrecies, they're things that you don't see, but you believe in it. Mm. And that's it's also Scorpio. So it's becoming bigger. Witchcraft, things that a lot of people don't agree with, um, are going to become bigger. Astrology, um, metaphysics. Uh, what else is something that, like, even if it's not a good, um, it's going to get bigger. Mm. Like the whole Illuminati thing. That's <laughs> going to get bigger. For real, it is. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's, it's like enhancing itself. And it's people are going to see it more. 
people are just going to get more aware of aware things. Aware of it. Know, or open to things. Open and more aware to it. If they're not open to it, they are going to be open to it to an extent, uh. to what they believe. It's their okayness. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. To yeah. each I think the more open you get only comes with going through it and, like, experiencing it. So, I mean, first, you need to have the open mind, but if you don't, you're not really surrounded by anything crazy that's going on then you kind of would miss the point of it mm-hmm. or I don't, I don't know if that makes sense but you need to be um, open to learn and if that's not your thing at least you know about it mm-hmm. you're not ignorant about it yeah I mean there's so much so much going on in the world like it'd be a sh- like I think it'd be a shame if you didn't pay attention to things I just like to be informed and approach things from like different perspectives so. but one thing for sure though astrology is going to get bigger yeah it's going to be something that society's going to look at, into for their guidance for real our governments are probably going to give more into, into that like accepting it uh-huh. that's something that they should look into with our planets are moving in the next like two three years like you're going to see more astrologers being um guidance to hierarchies of people like people that you wouldn't think need astrologers they're going to be coming out oh yeah i have my astrologer that helps me things or even like politics you're going to be hearing about astrologers being a part of their political decisions you're going to be seeing that in the next couple years for real which trips me out yeah just like astrological consultants yeah that's gonna happen (laughs) and i i feel like i need to get myself in that area because i study it myself I'm just not very open about it, or I don't like promote myself in that. But I mean, it, the homies know. You know yeah, the, the homies know. <laughs> <laughs> and the homegirl over here can tell you your stuff. <laughs> yeah, but mm. I want to get more into it just because I know that's something that's gonna happen, and I would like to be a part of it. Essentially, moving off from ast- astrology and spirituality, you're probably one of my. Favorite photographers right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to just gas you up on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but but like we were talking about, like like you were saying with, with my work, sometimes you'd be able to tell like it's my work, right? Just by looking at it. I think with yours, it's very like just look a couple of images and then see a bunch of other images. You'd be able to tell like you took them. I think you just you just have this style that you've figured out from like. We were talking about like years of experience and real world and mm-hmm. and like structured like teaching. You yeah. Know that? So yeah. Okay. So speak on real quick on your my background. Yeah, your your background in photography and art and creativity in general. Um, when I was in high school, I got into it. Uh, it was a hobby kind yeah. of like just taking pictures and I, and I got into journalism photojournalism in my school because that was the only thing that was open for me and I learned that I loved it even more so then I went to figure out what school I was going to go into um, the best choice for me at the time was to go to community college and I went to Palomar College finding out that at the time 2008 Palomar College photo department was the best in San Diego so I felt blessed that I happened to land there when it wasn't expected and I was there for three years got my associates in photography and then fine arts photography commercial photography emphasis in there and I had great instructors they aren't there anymore they're already retired they 
taught me a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. Techniques, old techniques that I feel like aren't taught anymore. So I went there, studied my thing. Um, I grew up, my parents, I grew up in a low income, I guess. What is it? Low income household for a while. So I couldn't afford a lot of things. The only things I could afford was what I could pay. And when I was in school, I couldn't really afford a lot of things. I had a digital camera, but over the years, it's got older and older, and I felt like I needed to buy a camera. Mm. And I just felt like I couldn't take my the photos I take today. I couldn't do that with the camera that I had. Mm. But so what did I got into when I graduated was photo editing. Since I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence to take pictures that I take now. I was like, what can I do other than that? Photo editing. So mm. I started working for several companies majority of them aren't don't exist anymore which is sad you did like color correcting right? i did color like, correcting like retouching. i did retouching i did what else did i do i did um uh what company <laughs> what other company did i work for um wedding editings for another company um filter how to do filters and presets things that like now you can buy like Vizio cam and stuff like that. Mm. I learned how to do all that. And then the last company I worked for, I learned how to do fast editing and in mass production. So actions and presets were more my biggest emphasis. They hired me to do that so our editors can do the work faster. Um, so all that plus school, I pretty much smushed it together to what I know now. And at the time when I was a photo editor for so many companies, I felt like I was wasting my time because I wasn't photographing. I was like, what am I doing? This is not my passion. But here I am doing this because I don't have a professional camera. But looking at it now, all that has helped me to where I'm at now. If I didn't have all that experience, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today feeling confident enough that everything that I shoot and everything that I edit I produced it that I created everything the presets everything that I use I created it myself yeah I think there's a lot of um, value in being able to understand your craft from a technical standpoint I'm not sure if a lot of people a lot of creatives get that self-taught you know like mm-hmm. you can only learn so much from the internet like you're saying your teachers taught you like the old school way to do things and the technical way to do things like because we probably we probably have the same type of experiences going to like an art school type of thing because with design we couldn't even like touch the computer for like a month we had to draw everything we had to use rulers pens and all that so i think that fostered a lot of discipline and a lot of appreciation for the process not just straight to the computer whip something out quick just pick one font and that's it like i've learned to uh, involve myself in all or most of the process and to start from the ground up not from like this middle point of pre-made things and when you go to school like photography for photography when i went i don't know about now you start with film photography yeah and what they would teach us is take a picture with this film without you thinking you're gonna edit it so you want to do the best at it you want to get the best so i was disappointed
plan right in the beginning to take a picture. Let's say I'm taking a picture of you. How can I take a picture of you where I don't have to go on Photoshop and change the lighting over here or yeah. do a lot of post-processing or put this filter over it? You know, once you take the print out, it's beautiful just the way it is. So I learned that that discipline side right from the beginning. So when I got into digital photo classes, you know, you already have down know how to take a picture by itself. Now that you have this picture by itself, and it looks great, now let's enhance it with Photoshop and Lightroom. So it makes the picture even better. It's like, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess those little things that you don't think about help you a lot to be cohesive and to be, I guess, have an eye in photography. Yeah. I think uh, as far as photography goes, uh, my personal philosophy or uh, what I would apply to photography is that uh, you should try to get the best shot that you can in camera. A lot of people rely too much on post-processing, which I mean make, could make a, be a beautiful photo like even better. But I think stuff like that should just be used to enhance the piece or and not make it. That technical aspect of having your eye trained to see things um, seeing like technical aspects like ratios and like rule of thirds or whatever like if you think about that shooting and that would cut out post-processing especially if you have like filters and stuff like you got you can cut out like the sunlight and glares and all that mm -hmm. but yeah I think that's something that's the type of discipline that you get being trained formally at a school you know yeah. and thing that I did that I, I guess I forgot to mention that I highly recommend I don't know if people still do this five years ago it was very popular to be an assistant for a photographer yeah go assist a photographer I did that uh, I, I worked with two photographers two of them they paid me two other ones I was happy to be there <laughs> you know yeah. just happy to be here and be a part of this kind of thing uh -huh. but I did it because I was able to see how they did their work and that you learn so much when you're around that type of environment. Things that I never thought about when I would take my own pictures, they were doing it, and I was just like, whoa, if you just change this little thing on someone, like on a person, 100% changes the picture. Mm -hmm. And the way, the patience that they had with doing their process, you don't have to rush into a picture. It taught me how to do my work. And I highly recommend someone to be an assistant for someone that's been doing it for years because I did that and it's amazing what you learn. Things that just, you don't think you need to know, you learn there. And it's hard work though, because I was the one carrying the coffee. I was the one. <laughs> you, you gotta pay your dues. <laughs> yeah, you know I paid I mean? my dues for it. And they were more than happy to have me there learning their techniques because they knew that I was doing what they didn't want to do essentially. But they were happy with that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, another person's process it will eventually inform your process. Yeah. Especially if you're open to learning from them. Um, I definitely say, like, a mentor-mentee relationship is super important in mm. art or creativity or an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship, um, yeah. Just because you'd be able to make, to make better decisions, learning from their mistakes... Mm -hmm. um, and I think I think people are just willing to teach people things like especially if they understand your intention to learn 
like even if I get to teach people certain things, like I always feel good in the end. Like mm-hmm. I was able to spread my knowledge or right. you know the way I do things. Maybe somebody will understand my perspective. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like we were talking about before before the podcast, we we're talking about things that people don't get if they don't go to school for stuff like this. I think a lot of people miss the merit or the value of criticism because mm-hmm. I don't know. To be, to be honest with you, I think I told you before. I think anybody that anything that anybody tells me about my work or my art, not that I'll blow them off or anything, but I wouldn't find it, I wouldn't take it personal at the end of the day because going to school and being criticized by professionals, yeah. art teachers, art students, like they'll rip, they'll rip it apart, but it's like constructive criticism. Constructive, yeah. You, you kind of learn to put up, not a defense, but you, you like grow thicker skin because this will make your work better. I think from personal experience dealing with other people who may have just gotten into the creativity game or craft, you know, like they're kind of sensitive and I've, I've like sometimes you got to hold your tongue with people because they, they can't take criticism. Yeah, they can't take it. And they seem like they know more than you do. And yeah. It's just like, I don't know, I'm making a face right now. It's just kind of like, you don't know, you know, you uh-huh. just... You just got into it like a year ago or mm. you're learning your baby with it. I, mean, yeah. I was there once, you know, it's yeah. like. I mean, we all start somewhere. We all have to start somewhere, yeah. But I, de- I definitely recommend people to uh, accept feedback and criticism and to not take it personally. I, I forgot which book I got it from. It was probably like The, the War of Art was uh, or Brene Brown's Dan Greatly. Something about not fully detaching yourself from your art but to see it as separate from yourself mm-hmm. so you when you get criticized you don't see people as insulting you but critiquing your art and not picking at picking on you as a person mm-hmm. again like we were talking about before do you think experience whether it be clientele years experience um, having mentors or whatever you think that validates the value of somebody's work whether it be how much you charge or I things think like that if you see the end products you let's say there's two photographers taking the same picture and they're both highly talented and they i know how to put a photo together do you see both of them that look great but the process behind it to get that photo i think speaks volume like when you're working with a client um, there's a lot of people that don't know the business side of how to make that work, how to keep that relationship, how to give them what they want but still have a piece of you in there. Some people are like, no, I'm gonna only, I'm gonna do it my way because this is my look, so I'm not gonna work with so and so, blah blah blah. Like I think learning how to keep a relationship with a client and be able to deliver exactly what they want and accept their criticism if they feel like they you need a change in the pit whatever they want says more than when you just see the end product i think because yeah. behind the door behind that picture how did you get that i guess you know when you're working with someone that you want to keep that relationship with i guess because i've been in situations in the past where uh, they wanted to work with me and we did it I gave them what they wanted, but the process to get there was sloppy, and they could tell. And they, it was kind of like, 
they it automatically put you in a place where you're like, she's not that professional. Yeah, she gave me what I wanted, but, but this was like a while back, and I realized later on that like, over the years of doing it, I've gotten better, and now people look at me and like, okay, you know, she's doing, she's giving what she wants, and she's professional. Yeah, like from top to bottom, or bottom to top, start to finish. Yeah, because oh. there's a lot of people that I've met recently that they don't understand that aspect of business where they they want to work with someone but they want to give the client what they want to give them without considering that does that make sense yeah yeah it's funny like i actually had this in my twitter <laughs> drafts um Your twitter drafts. i need to that i i, I was going to tell you like i need to be more aware that i can create something good and something i think like looks great but it might not necessarily be what the client wanted, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, like, in our line of work, we're almost like a creative service because it's, it's a contractor, clientele, client type of thing, you know? So at the end of the day, we need to cater to their needs. But where were we? I wanted to add something in there because, I, like I said about yeah, it's the business, how and execution should show also how you got there. There's people that probably have great business background mm. and they know how to do that. But the end result of the picture doesn't show it. Like, mm. like I uh, guess, I hate using this word, but it's mediocre. It's like... Well, I think there, there are people who are good at business. There are people who are good at creative execution. There are doers. There are delegators. There are people who are the boss that can't do the creative stuff. Some people got big picture vision. I think it's just about the role you play or want to play. I think people want to learn, yeah, you know, but there's also people who overextend their capabilities, you know, like, like we were talking, like getting back to the point about experience. Like, I think when people choose between two creatives or artists, like to do a gig, right? I think they need to take in consideration what they're going to pay for it. Like, a lot of people have been telling me they're not just paying for that hour of your time. They're paying for the equipment you've invested in, the years of schooling or whatever. Like, if you went to school. Uh, I mean, the education behind Yeah, the education, the amount of time you put in at a professional job or whatever. It's not just this time, you know? Pay for everything. The whole and even I mean I do respect people that they didn't go to school for yeah. or whatever that yeah. they took their own time to learn how to execute yeah. good work. Yeah, I don't think school is necessary, but but uh, I because I know some photographers that haven't been doing it very long, but they know how to execute good work. Yeah, and but there's some people that I don't understand how. I don't know, like they can't. I personally think they don't know how to execute good work. And I just that stuff really makes me mad. I'm learning to like be okay with it. <laughs> I, I think in the, the day it's just the amount of uh, hours you put in. Like yeah. the pe- people say, ten thousand hours ma- to master anything. You know, like whether that be in school or in the field shooting, working under somebody. Like however way you get there is the way you get there. You know, like yeah. but. I mean, like we brought up earlier, there's uh, the whole part about paying dues. Yeah, uh, paying dues. 
I mean, my philosophy on that is, I mean, you should be paying your dues, but you don't have to be doing that forever. Because uh, I think a lot of people let let that whole concept of paying dues like hold them back. Like, oh, I'm not worthy of doing this, or I don't deserve this opportunity. But like we were saying, I just think if you work hard and you put the hours in, don't step on anybody's toes. Do good business. Act professional. Um, know when a relationship is strictly professional and, yeah. and all that. I think you'll be straight. Like, like, like we were saying. Like, I don't think school is totally necessary. I think a lot of people, a lot of talented people I know, aren't formally training their craft. Um, they just had to go about it their own way. A lot of people are just naturally talented too. I think personally for me, like, I don't think I'm naturally talented. Like, same. I've had to learn a lot of things. I've had to be taught a lot of things and at the end of the day I just put it all together like from my personal experience from what I've been taught from things I learn every day um, it's just an encapsulation of all that all those different processes you know yeah like, but but at the same time I wouldn't um, undervalue a, a proper education in, in a craft but that's just your personal choice. I mean, it is an expensive thing to do. Go to art school. College in general is expensive. But if you have the means, then you should try it. I'd say top top five reasons to go to a school for your craft is to build the connections. Because a lot of teachers at my school were practicing designers, artists, painters, whatever. So a lot of people got internships with them. A lot of people got opportunities after that. And really built that mentor-mentee relationship and not even some of them not even on a personal level but just as a student-teacher type of thing also a criticism yeah you may think your photo looks great this is beautiful your instructor comes and sh show it to them because it's an assignment or whatever and they can tell you um, you didn't do this you didn't do that yeah. and then once you and these things that you learn and then once you put those things into what you're working on it looks a hundred times better yeah and there's things that only like your instructor or someone that has the knowledge behind it can help you with that yeah, yeah. I think just the whole uh, in-person hands-on experience I think is very valuable I I Sorry to a friend yesterday. This is kind of, I don't know, make them behind. I thought about doing workshops. Uh -huh. If I would do workshops. I think people would show up, honestly. like. But I was telling her, because she was telling me, I've, I've had an altercation where I was in a situation, if I should teach a friend um, how to edit photos, because she was asking me about it. But it seemed to her like it was something easy for me to teach her. Like, oh, I'll yeah. teach you what I know. But I was like, no, I'm not going to teach her what I know. Like... That's my secrets, I guess. My own. Yeah, it's your process. It's really up to you how and, much you want to divulge yeah. to people. And then another friend of mine told me she felt like that wasn't fair. Like, let's see. You know, I mean, that's how, how you make money. Yeah, but the way she put it, though, was like, it's not fair because you had the opportunity to learn all these things. Maybe you should give it back to people. And I was like, yeah. I mean, you're not obligated <laughs> I'm not to. Obligated, you know, yeah. if you wanted to, you can, but. Yeah. I had to explain I mean, it to her. But I mean, teachers get paid, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why I thought maybe if I would do workshops, but even there, um, I don't know how I would put it together so I'm not necessarily like putting everything I know into there. But at the, I am the type of person, like, if I'm going to show you something, I'm going to show you. Yeah, no shortcuts. No yeah. shortcut, everything. But I would probably, I considered it, but 
I don't think right now there's a price that I can put on to teach them. Like yeah. there's no price, I mm-hmm. guess. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think personal techniques and processes are just, you can't put a dollar amount on it, you know? Like like pretty much the point of this podcast is about experience, right? Like I think it's really up to you how much you want to share with people because yeah. you, you're the one that has put in the time and the work to learn all these things and if you wanted to teach that would just be up to your discretion how much you want to share put with people because because yeah. I mean there's some things you can look at it and you can kind of figure out like how they did it but I don't know like when I look at your photos like I don't know how you keep the skin tone looking right but it changed like <laughs> the sky blue but keeping everything all the blacks like true black not tinted or anything I'm like yo I, I, that's kind of like above, over my head like yeah that yeah, yeah. That, that working for that company for um, skin tone corrections and um, creating filters taught me how to do that the, the, the guy that owned the company would sit with me because we were working for his clients yeah. and I was doing essentially the work he would do but he hired people to do it um he would sit with me and like look at this and look at that and i would spend a whole shift learning how to do it a whole shift not even doing the uh, the what is it the the work that a client paid him i would sit there just so i could learn how to do it and then the next day i would go in you took a whole shift to learn it now do the work you know what i mean and I didn't, now that I do my own work, I can see if the, let's say the skin's yellow, too yellow, but everything looks great. I know exactly what I need to do. See, yeah, see, yeah. I don't know what, how to compensate, yeah. you know, like, it's, so, yeah. sometimes like people end up looking like sickly. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'll just default everything and like, yeah. keep, at least save the skin, skin tone. I, I also like to put, um little challenges on myself let's say yeah. i run into a photographer and they, their work's incredible yeah. and i'm like damn how do you do that i'll challenge myself i'm gonna learn how to do that tonight pretty and much, then, pretty much like duplicate it yeah and i do but i mean i'm not gonna like oh this is my new style now it's more like okay i know how to do that yeah that under your belt yeah you know? if i ever need a photo to look like that i know how to do, I, it. I know how to do it so i do that but honestly if someone come up to me and tell me, can you teach me how to do it? It's more like, I can't teach you this overnight. It literally... It would literally have to be like a class. You know like a semester class. <laughs> Basics to the end product. Uh, yeah, because you don't want to... You don't want to just start from the middle of the process. You want to be... This is a um, yeah. um, YouTuber that I follow. I forgot her name. But she, she's like, she does photography and she likes to teach people how to edit. Because... So she can, that's how she gets her views and she gets, you know, she gets paid for that. Mm. And I was looking at her videos, kind of like, okay, I want to see how she does what she does. Everything that she does, I know how to do, but I can tell that she was purposely missing some things. Just so, so she wouldn't have to share it? Her secrets. But I knew, what she, I knew what she was missing out because I know how to do it. And I was like, I, I see you, I see you. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. It's, but it, it. It hit me how I know exactly what she's doing, but she's clearly has found a way to make make a lot of money out of it because she has a YouTube and she's just like even with like Photoshop tutorials they hella do that like they'll give you all the steps right but then 
in their final image, like, it looks so good. Like, and you're like, where, where did all this extra shit come from? And like, you're just left with something pretty standard. Yeah, you're like, all right, yeah. But I think, I think that's the challenge is to figure out how to get it, take it to the next level, and apply your own taste to it. Yeah. But, Make it your own. Yeah. 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 I think, I think there's a lot of value in um, replicating work first, just so you can understand how things are achieved. Because that's, because back in art school, that's how, like, the more technical classes, like, they would give us an image to recreate, like, in Photoshop, like, yeah. you know, like, a whole image. So, at the end, at the end of the day, like, if, if you actually did good on the project, uh, everybody's work would look the same, right? Because then we're all just recreating one thing. That's true. So, but, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I bet you still learn. Depend, everybody learns something, whatever that was. And yeah. depending how hard you work, it's also what you're gaining out of it. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling you, when I was in Palomar College, there's three-year classes. Mm. And out of those three-year classes, there's like 20 students or 25 students. And I can only count five people that are still doing photography. And this was in 2011, 2011, 2012, 2013. And that just shows that even though there were so many students in the class and they all learned the same things and they all were like passionate about it, um, only a couple people actually took that knowledge and are still doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, things come up. So like people's paths like, yeah. change. Yeah. I, I guess I'm putting it into perspective that we always have people that I guess we're competing with or we feel like you're gonna do your work this way well I feel like I'm doing it this way and it's better or I charge this price because I know what I'm doing has gained I've gained this that's why I charge this but people come and go and if you're still standing it just shows how dedicated you are I guess that yeah. makes sense because you were talking about how you've been doing this for a long time yeah I think I think part of that is survival of the fittest. Like, like yeah, if you do good business, then business will be good. If you build relationships, then you'll get uh, return clients, return work. It's not just one-off projects. Like I think a lot of a lot of young designers, as far as young in their career, want to build off of either super long-term relationships or one-off projects. I'll, I see the value in, in both, but I think in the middle is the best, like, um, become more of a client contractor relationship. Like, if you're actually homies, then you'll be the first person to come to mind, yeah. which has helped me a lot. But, um, but yeah, I think running out of time, I got to go to the dentist and uh, get, a, get a crown in, you know what I'm saying? But uh, real quick, in... 30 seconds or less three photography do's or don'ts either with you as a photographer you and a client you and other photographers what three do's or don'ts yeah. don't half ass uh, uh, I guess don't don't take shortcuts into uh, the process of the work uh, um, know your worth uh, but when it comes to that know your worth not because Shmo over here is a professional and charges $300 for whatever you should feel like you should do the same thing yeah. are you at his level to be charging that yeah. I feel that's strongly something that a lot of people like Leslie does this does like this I'm gonna do it too kind of thing and it's just yeah. like I feel offended sometimes uh -huh. um, 
the third one ooh, get education behind your knowledge and humble yourself and I feel like that's something that a lot of people tell me that I am I humble myself I don't see it that way <laughs> but humble yourself to where you feel you stand and show it don't over over make yourself better than what you are I guess so that you look cocky yeah, especially if you're going to work with other people, people are going to pick up on that. But I mean, if I had to do some do's and don'ts, credit your photographer and your creatives. Give them proper credit and pay them their worth. Yeah, pay don't, them their worth. Yeah. Don't throw filters on my photos. Oh, I feel like that's not even a do's or don't. Respect your work. You just don't do that. Yeah. But, I, yeah. When I work with people, I tell them, if you want me to refix the if photo, you don't like something, let me know. Yeah, and just, I'll you. do it. Just, you don't do it. Because <laughs> if you do it and then put my name on it, I'm going to feel some other way. Well, you'll tag that. But, uh, oh, God. I had another one and it totally blanked out. Uh, I think because it, it reminded me of what you said about... This, oh, yeah. Um, pay your photographers or pay the people that have this as a living you know this is our, our this is what we do for a living we're this isn't a hobby this isn't i have my actual job as a teacher and then i'm over here taking pictures you know what i mean this is my livelihood and i feel offended when they think that i'll do it for free because i'm their homie and it's like yeah i have her friends but I'll take one picture for free. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, off top approach, approach with a price. Yeah. And if you're the homie, then I'll do it cheaper than how much you thought you was going to pay. If we're that good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, okay. That's when it homies and homies, yeah. So how, how can people get in contact with you? Um, you can contact me through social media, I guess it's the easiest way. So I do have a website. Leslie Clone Photo is my Instagram account. DM me. Um... Also Twitter, yeah. which is also a Leslie Clone photo with an F as a photo. Yeah. I have a Twitter. I usually post mostly astrology things in there. Oh. I randomly post photo stuff. And my website. If you contact me through my website, I love that. Because a lot of people don't do that anymore. They don't click through? They don't click through. Or they, they, I, I have more people finding me on social media than on my website, I guess. Mm. So when someone finds me through Google search and finds me me and want to work with me i'm like damn <laughs> damn you went that's <laughs> yeah went out the way i to feel look like that's so old school when you think about it because yeah. five years ago that's the only way people would contact me yeah. instagram i i wasn't doing that okay cool yeah i think you got some good stuff in there <laughs> yeah i think a lot fun. i think people will learn a lot about you dm me for questions i don't know i love talking to people i love it when people Ask me interaction, about. right? Yeah, like interaction. People don't like to interact. I love it. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. One degree separation. Follow social medias, follow SoundCloud, listen, share with your friends, yeah. pick up on some gems, you know, like on creativity, spirituality. There's hella different topics we, we covered. Uh, this is the first episode in a while, so hopefully, continue to do more as I find time. Just out here trying to live my best life. Yeah. <laughs> trying to live your best life. <laughs> Make money, Great. save money, you know? Uh, yeah, till next time. Bye. Peace. Bye.